intellectual, you wouldn't understand. You're listening to the only podcast in the universe where clothing is optional, but pot is not. Broadcasting from FEMA Region 7, it's Bowl After Bowl with your hosts, Lorian and Spencer. You brought this on yourself, man. Lorian. Spencer. Dame DeLorean, Sir Spencer Wolf of Kansas City. The most beautiful young people you've ever seen. Yes, indeed, it's true. These people are sick. Sick. Sick in the head. And uh, coming to you from the far east. Not that far east. We're in Nashville, Tennessee, people. Woo! On a token Tuesday. It is Bowl After Bowl, episode 136. On February 15th, 2022... Good for you. I'm Sir Spencer, Wolf of Kansas City. And I am Dame DeLorean. They came from the hills. They came from the mountains. They came out of the rivers. That's right. And you bowlers are in the bowl. You are in the bowl. Thank you so much for joining us on another Tuesday night. Very special edition. We're coming to you live from Nashville with a little remote setup. Uh, Many thanks already to Phone Boy, who is reflecting the stream mirroring it onto the no agenda stream uh, and we're doing our best to keep things streaming out to them so there is minimal interruptions but uh you uh if you see if you see some interruptions out there we just apologize you know we're, we're running off of the uh, rental house wi-fi yeah what we could get <laughs> your boy should have brought i just knew it but i didn't didn't have it on my checklist I should have brought uh, some cable, mm. the Ethernet cord to hard tap into. That would have been a little bit more, a little bit more reliable. Wi-Fi is always in and out, but hey, you know what? We made it here all in one piece. We did. And uh, God, what what a what a week this has been. This is one of the greatest weeks. Here, cheers. Cheers. Yes, we made it here in one piece. A bunch of our friends made it here in one piece. It was yeah. a grand old time. It was an absolute party. It was an absolute party. We're talking, of course, about the No Agenda Valentine's Day meetup that went down yesterday uh, at a roller skating rink. This has been in the works for uh, probably like six week cycle. So about how long we've been planning it? Something like that. Yeah, that sounds right. Something, six weeks. Something right along, right along those lines. The moment I saw at like at like two a.m. as I was hopping into bed, flicking through the No Agenda social, and I saw Dame Jennifer had a toot. It was like Adam and Tina. Coming to the uh, Nashville meetup, Valentine's Day, and I'm going too. <laughs> and I was like, uh, we should really look into getting a spot. We should look into renting a, you know, get an Airbnb or something. Yeah. We didn't have any Valentine's Day plans. Nope. We usually just do some surf and turf. That's cook right. some steak, cook some lobster, have a nice home dinner. The huge. The huge. But yeah, this time it was like something extra special, you know? Yeah. So then we said we were in, and then uh, dominoes just kept falling, more and more people. And uh, if you haven't heard by now, unfortunately, the Podfather, he caught the coof, uh, like last week, and uh, positive tests and whatnot, so ended up not being able to make it. A lot of people uh, didn't find out until showing up, oh. um, but um, 
I think the earliest anybody knew was like Friday or Saturday. Now, I heard on the podcasting 2.0 on Friday, and it was like he wasn't for sure canceled at that at, on that particular show, but he was waffling. Mm. He was waffling. And uh, I was I was figuring it probably was going to be one of those situations where, you know, you don't... I, I totally get it. I'm not... I'm, I, I totally understand the position there, you know, where you don't want to create this humongous problem for yourself uh, by putting yourself out there, and then who knows what happens. Uh, the potential consequences there might uh, just be a little too much. So, totally get it. And uh, they did have Adam remotely DJing a, a little mini set to skate to, which was fantastic. A um, little different, because like, he couldn't like see or hear anybody at the at the meetup. So he was just kind of going for it, you know? He was just broadcasting out, and <laughs> it's like, I, I hope you guys are getting this. But, <laughs> yeah. But we were getting it. I'm being told people are dancing. We were getting it. Yeah, getting it on the rink. It's kind of hard, really, to just sit back um, here at the tail end of this trip and put it all into perspective or words that are, you know, like the decompression has not actually been able to happen yet. You know? Right. Uh, After we unpack our suitcase in Kansas City, yeah, we'll start decompressing. I and think. maybe a couple of nights of really good sleep. Yeah, uh, back in your own bed. But I, I will say first and foremost that me at meetups, I just have this like, tremendous energy, and uh, typically I'm trying to expel it in different ways. Um, for instance, setting up and handing out food is usually one at most of the meetups that I will help organize. Um, running around trying to put together meetup reports is another thing. Uh, those two things were taken care of by someone else at the at this particular meetup. But they had a roller rink. So that's sort of what I poured my energy into. It's like helping the kids skate and then just skating my absolute dad ass off. You were rocking it. You it's, didn't take those skates off once you put them on. No, I sure didn't. Well, you only got two hours, you know? And that's like a challenge in and of itself. Like, what are you going to get done in two hours? And I knew that I wouldn't have time to talk to all the people I wanted for as long as I wanted. I knew that I probably wouldn't be able to meet every single person there. Um, Sadly. Would have been epic. But I knew for sure I wanted to get the kids out on the uh, roller skates and get them skating. Now, they have those awesome things that they did not have when I was a kid, which are those little, like, uh, granny walker kind of things yeah like pvc uh it's pvc put together as like two two big squares that form a right angle and uh you're basically skating along behind it with a v like a v-shaped walker yeah and then there's like uh yeah there's like three rollerblade wheels on the bottom of it helps kids balance you know it's a really great tool so i was kind of they had the balance okay but it was tough to for them to figure out the forward momentum part picking up their feet yeah yep for the slide forward. When you first learn skates, you just all you know is how to walk, and so you're kind of trying to walk in the wheels. And walking and skating is like two different things entirely. But uh, yeah, the four year old couldn't get over how heavy the roller skates were. Yeah, she just kept saying that to me, Mom. These are so heavy. Yes, they, they are. They are heavy. They're heavy, no doubt. They can get you going fast. See, I'm more used to rollerblades, and I wanted to bring my own rollerblades, but. It turns out I think I don't have rollerblades anymore. I don't know. I couldn't find them in our garage. Oh, Took a wah. look everywhere, so I don't know. Uh, I had to get used to the rollerblades, which are not, or excuse me, roller skates. They're not my forte. 
Oh, but all of the people we met. I mean, there were so many people out here, so many bucket list uh, knights and dames and producers in the No Agenda world uh, that I checked off my bucket list. And, like, in no particular order, I tried my damnedest to, to write them all down. And I just don't think, I mean, I think there's dozens of people still that I shook hands with last night that, you know, either I forget names or, like, I can see a few faces that I can't put names to, or uh, um, just different situations like that. Of course, uh, Toonted Mousy Bear, Woo! Um, they came out with their two beautiful kids, and uh, we actually bid them farewell this morning. The great breakfast at Bojangles, which we had never uh, tried before, so there was a little first time. A little southern uh, chicken joint. Nat uh, Nat, of course. Lavish and Blueberries, her seat sitter. Uh, all of us uh, streamy boys, that was really good to uh, just get all of the, you know, faces to all of those guys and just, like, be there and hug all these people in person. Dame Jennifer, legendary, uh, Sir Patrick, Duke of the South, he was the one that put the whole thing on, got the food organized, took care of everybody. Uh, Jay Purple Pack, who uh, we'll be thanking later on. Yeah, Jay Pop Pop. Jay Pop Pop. Uh, Chris Fox, of course. Yes, and his smoking hot wife. Yep, met them last night. Uh, Earl Mittens. Yeah, Mr. Mittens. He was a pleasure. A gentleman and a scholar for sure. One of the most knowledgeable guys of No Agenda lore, by the way, that I've probably ever met. Uh, and I've met oh, some people who know their No Agenda. But uh, this guy, this guy's on another level with uh, the intensity with which he has studied the No Agenda show itself. Legendary. Uh, Professor Tom we met. Uh, Josh P., Metis, and Leela were there. I mean... It was absolutely incredible, insane, and like I said, you only get two hours. I think we, I think we ended up leaving there around eight twenty or eight thirty. You know, just a little bit straggly late. Um, this is one thing that is very awkward for me personally at meetups or at parties or at events or anything, and I, I dealt with this a lot at normal too, because like a normal conference will be in town um, or something like that, and you just meet a bunch of people who you've met online or maybe you know or maybe you've never met at all and somehow they know you and um, a bunch of different combinations of that and the one thing people want to know or want to ask you or want to figure out is like hey man uh like are you going to pass me a joint or like yo dude uh where's the after shindig you know and uh i'm just never really in a position to be in charge of any kind of uh such gathering you know but I'm never a guy that wants to tell people no. But I also like don't have like the authority or ability to tell people yes on plans. Now, as everybody knows, a podcaster's work is never complete. And uh, Blueberry and Lavish made a special edition of Behind the Schemes last night, which uh, at showtime I checked and has not been published yet. So, of course, Blueberry's flying back to his home base and working on that. But keep an eye peeled for that because that was... The stuff of legend. Uh, so anyway, we um, we had work to do, essentially, right? So there's a certain aspect of like, um, you know, we have to keep it sane and keep it uh, productive. Even though uh, we all have a fun time, there is still work to be done. And uh, I know there was a big gathering of uh, an after party at a bar, too, that I heard about. So there was still other stuff that just kind of organically organized, but... I did just want to like say 
that I I really wish that I could just be crazy with the whole world, you know. But uh, there are certain things that uh, you just have to be responsible about, and so I just I really hope I don't didn't hurt any feelings or anything like that, you know. It's all love, um, and and it was all love on this stream. So let's see who did who did join us around the table last night. Uh, we took the kiddos. Yeah. Had a nice spare bedroom just to crash in. So they were crashing pretty much right when it started. Um, Tunta, of course, joined us. Net Ned, Lavish and Booberry, Receipt Sitter. And uh, Mittens got in on the end, too, which was good. I'm, I'm glad that he uh, came over. Metis. Metis was there, and Metis had to dip uh, through. He was in over half of it, I think. Uh, he had to dip at the very end. It got incredibly late. We were carrying on. To the wee hours of the morning. Um, but man, I don't know. There's just this uh, moment standing in the kitchen next to Boobery and just hearing in the next room, like, uh, Lavish and Sir Seat Sitter and uh, the gang, like, chirping off Alex Jones' ISOs to one <laughs> another just into the night, you know? Like, this is what happens when podcasters get together like this. They're just repeating ISOs to each other over and over. It's like the same, you know, when we met Fletch, it was the same thing. We were walking through the woods and just basically reciting inside jokes over and over. But, oh, my God. Just a fantastic time. Uh, something else that was awesome is uh, Mousy Bear has been working on special edition gummies for us. Yes. And uh, this was also reflected in your artwork. Yep. For this week. So this episode's artwork is uh, the same artwork that's on our promotional sticker for these gummies. So... Um, you can go, I believe it's mousybear.com, right? It is, yeah. Um, I will have a down. link in the show notes. Mousy, M-O-U-S-E-Y, bear, B-E-A-R, dot com. So there are special edition bowl after bowl gummies of all the different, uh, of all the wellness gummies. And uh, they're shaped uh, like dicks. Yes. So you can get a bag of dicks, uh, bowl after bowl edition. And is there a way, so there's like a secret way to get those, right? Um, right now you can get, yeah, you put it in the comments when you send it an order, but also, uh, Mousy made so many samples, she's sending them out to people who are interested. Yeah, so if you go onto the website, mousybear.com, you can click on samples, and you can get some samples. Shipped to you for free! Try them for free! Doesn't really get much better than that. Yeah, and you're gonna love them. They're, They're delicious. They are delicious. They're good for you. There's some uh, immune support and maintenance elderberry gummies. And then there's the poop ease gummies, too. Yep. And she makes vegan ones. There are vegan options. Yes. Fantastic. Fantastic. Oh, they're so good. And the first night we were here, Tunta came over and brought some for the kiddos. And they woke up the next morning. They had them before bed. They woke up the next morning and both of them asked me separately, uh, so can I have another gummy? <laughs> Where are those gummies? Can I have another one? They love so them. They were very excited uh, to see Mousy Bear giving out free samples at the uh, roller rink. Yeah, it was a great time. Lots of kids, too. I love meetups with lots of kids. As a parent who brings his kids everywhere, uh, it's nice to see kids at stuff. Yeah. And just the general vibe there, too. At, at one point, it just reminded me so much of, uh, like, my youth group at church used to do a lot of skating roller rink uh, nights, you know? And everyone there was just, it was the same sort of attitude and uh, openness and warmth. Like that sense of community. We 
we don't get very much of it anymore. It's been something that's totally robbed from us, uh, especially over the past two years. And until you have a night like that, and until you kind of remember how that used to just be kind of a regular thing, you know, it used to be that kind of stuff at least monthly, uh, especially growing up. I was like a you know youth group and scouts. There would always be something. And now it just seems like there's not there's not as much of that. So I treasure it. When it happens, I treasure it. The human resources are important. I will say I was surprised there was no bar, though. Yeah, many people were uh, talking about that. But, hey, that's why there's, you know, local establishments you can go to for the after party. Because yeah. two hours flies by. Yeah, it's... You, you can't get out yeah. the things that you wanted to get out. No, that's for sure. And man, Booberry and Lavish rocked it on the No Agenda stream. Yes, streaming they did. that whole time. They were they were streaming the whole time, and my hats off to Booberry, especially like one of the hardest working guys on the NA stream. So, just a professional. All of his stuff is like clearly marked cables, bags for everything. Like the man is like a walking encyclopedia of where the things go on the load up and take down. And you can just tell he's a guy that's done it, that's been on the road and knows exactly what he needs. Uh, he was just so fiercely focused on his mission this whole time. Um, it was impressing. Impressive. <laughs> he pressed me. I'm yeah. not going to lie. Booberry is an impressive man. What can we say? Impressive guy. They're all impressive. Is impressive. I do yeah. want to say Net Ned. Uh, oh my gosh. He's just Net a bit of a smart ass in, in person, as you would imagine. Uh, we were... I we love Net Ned. We go downtown to <laughs> uh, experience the strip, right? And that's Lavish's fault. I blame Lavish because he was like, hey, I want to see the strip. And like, you know, during the day, Monday was his, the only day in his window where he could probably pull that off. So then we go down there. We find this uh, diner. And we're like, uh, maybe at this time. Well, we also were making plans with Toonton Mousey. And they're like, you know, our kids are up and going. If you have kids then you can pretend like you can sleep in, but the kids get up, and then you're up, whether you like it or not. Yes, if you weren't already up. And so that's, uh, you know, they were at this point where they're like, you know, it's going to have to be nine-ish, you know? We're going to have to get breakfast at, like, breakfast time, which was cool. So we go downtown, and parking is atrocious mm-hmm. in the city, uh, downtown. It's expensive, and there's plenty of it. Parking is everywhere, but... Um, it all costs way too much. That's what I. That's one of the things I love about Kansas City is there's always somewhere to park for free. You very rarely have to pay for parking in KC. If you find yourself paying for parking in KC, uh, just try to drive up and around the corner. That's my advice. Um, but we had a nice breakfast at a little place called the Sun Diner right next to the Johnny Cash Museum. And as we're going back to the car... All these parking lots, they have these signs that are like, unattended lot, uh, pay no attention to the... It says, beware of imposter parking attendant. Yes, exactly. On all these signs, all over the place, because we, we, you know, scoped out a few different parking garages yeah. and parking lots looking for a cheaper fee. We tried to minimize the... Uh, Cost of parking. Trauma to the butthole that we would endure <laughs> uh, for parking. We minimized it to like a $20. Still, still trauma. Still took some trauma, um, but yeah, we were getting we we get back to the car after seeing all these signs that are like, you know, basically assuring you that someone's gonna hustle you for a parking or something. And this guy walks up to us and I don't even 
I was so in the zone of trying to get the kids, the kids in and buckled up and yeah. getting to the next spot because we were going to go to a park. and uh, Yeah, with Massey and Tunta and the kids. Yeah, take all the kids to a playground. And this guy just wanders up to us and he just says something as though he's been talking to us all day, you know? And we're like, uh... And then he's like, oh, by the way, I'm net dead. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah you are. With that. You could have led with that, but... Uh, <laughs> It was awesome. That was Ned Ned's intro. It was perfect. I was like, damn, am I going to have to push this guy? Oh. <laughs> I have to shove this guy? No. no, I just wish I had given Ned Ned more hugs. Everyone not, more uh, hugs. He's not a guy you'd want to go up against, man. Oh, no. So I was kind of like, ah, this is going to be weird. <laughs> Luckily, it wasn't weird. Get the kids in the car. Well, Look. I mean, it, I'm not going to say it wasn't weird, but it was like my kind of weird. So it was all right. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> Total oh. creep. <laughs> Ned, Ned, why? Oh, you scare me. So scary. Don't eat me, Ned, Ned. <laughs> Speaking of total creep, I did want to circle back. The gummies that Tunta brought for our kiddos were not the bowl after bowl bag of dicks. Yeah. These yeah, were actually the behind the schemes gummies, which yes. are uh, pyramids and skulls. Very cool. My yeah. kids are into it. They're into all of it. I guess that uh, dicks being a, th- a theme of the show. I don't know. It's a bowling pin between two bowling balls. Right? I can think of a couple of uh, clips with dick. All cash, baby. No, that's not it. I missed it. Hey, listen, you dicks. Send money. There's that one. And there's this one. Send your dick pics. <laughs> and other than that, that's the extent of the dicks on this show. Well, I mean, there's you. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, kid. I kid. I suppose there's that. There's that elephant dick in the room but what are you gonna do what are you gonna do no i i it was when they first brought that concept to me it was just such a so funny and brilliant you know yeah because it was like i've i've always got this bucket of shit that i want to do for the show and it only grows and sometimes i knock a little pieces out of it uh bit by bit and this was one of those situations where they came to me and they were like, oh yeah, this is an idea for the show. And we already just came up with the idea and we're just doing it. Yep. And I'm like, oh my God. Those are my favorite ideas. It's so, uh, I don't know. I'm just so humbled by that. Like, Yeah, seriously. Thank you. Is there a, uh, is there a promo code that people get for their... Uh, um, Gummy no, orders? Yes. No, Mouse, you might know in the chat. I just want to make sure that uh, I'm promoting this right. I didn't get my notes before. In the morning, all, all capitals, all caps, all one word. That's right. And uh, you can get ten percent off of those gummies. But try them out for free. Try them out for free. Uh, we like to thank people up front in this show. This is a value for value podcast. And if you don't know what value for value means, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that don't know, and uh, probably several bowlers bowling with us for the first time tonight. So. We do this every Tuesday night, 9 p.m. on the No Agenda stream right after DH Unplugged. You can also find us at bowlafterbowl.stream. That's the bowl stream we stream directly to, uh, thanks to No Debit for setting it up and Cotton Gin for securing the bowlafterbowl.stream domain, uh, which will take you right to the stream. This is uh, just kind of a, a service we provide, a value that we provide to you up front and uh, all that we ask is you seriously consider and evaluate uh, what, if any, value you got from it. And, uh, you know, week after week, bowl after bowl, if you're getting value, we ask that you can return it in a lot of different ways. Time, talent, and treasure, as Mr. Curry always likes to say. 
Uh, you can send that in in different ways. We, of course, has a have a PayPal donate button on the website. We also have a BTC Pay server button, and I've gotten a lot of feedback lately. I guess a lot of people have been trying it. Um, that is deprecated, and uh, of course, the redo of the website has been in my to-do list for so long, uh, and that's one of the items. So uh, you won't you won't be able to send through the BTC Pay server. Uh, all right, that's enough of the dudes. Thank you. You won't be able to send through uh, via the BTC Pay server, but you will be able to stream Sats in a new podcasting app. This is Podcasting 2.0 we're talking about. Uh, we have a value block. We are value enabled. And you can go to newpodcastapps.com. There's filters at the top. So make sure you click on the value filter. That's going to show you all the apps that you can use to stream Satoshis to the show or boost the show. Uh, and speaking of boosting the show, thanks to the help of C-Dubs for writing this awesome bot, the IRC bot, the Boost IRC bot, it's hooked up. And now when you boost the show... The IRC bot will relay your boost directly to the bull, directly to IRC. And also thanks Cotton Gin and Servo for helping me with the headache of uh, getting it installed. Um, mostly mostly my fault just for uh, not really having a handle on the, uh, the whole Debian virtual environments and everything. I got to learn these things, you know. And that's how you learn it. Like one headache at a time until you get through it. Um, it's a beautiful service. We'll probably be uh fine-tuning it so that it's easier to install um but yes it works in that if you boost like cotton gin just did through fountain uh it will tell you the number of boosts and the source and the message boost after boost boost after boost bot going strong uh we also run helipad and uh that's a tool that dave jones came up with it allows you to read your boostograms so if you would like to use helipad and you run a node yourself. Hit me up, Spencer at bullafterbull.com if you need help. I can help you. I can help you run it. All these tools, they're accessible. And we love helping podcasters get hooked up to this stuff because it gives you a, an extra layer of censorship resistance and a payment processing system that you can own, that you don't have to rely on these third parties who can just decide, oh, you're stupid and we don't like you, so we're going to take your money away. We're not going to allow you to collect money. We're not going to allow you to, uh, you know, let people return value to you for your content. We're just going to be political hacks and censor um, speech, censor money. It's ridiculous. So get yourself a modern podcast app, newpodcastapps.com. And if you're on a, uh, if you're doing a podcast or uh, if you're making any digital content at all, there is a way for you to use the same value system to put your stuff out. Uh, I will say. Uh, musicians I'm particularly interested in if you want to re release uh, music on this same type of situation. Spencer at BullAfterBull.com. Um, many of you already know, Abel Kirby and I did a project that released on Christmas Eve. It was called Stay a While. And uh, you can stream sats to it in new podcast apps. So you can release albums this way, just like podcasts. And uh, Mr. Abel Kirby was on Melodious Owls, uh, Tom Starkweather's show recently. I will be going on on the 23rd to talk more Abelcraft. So if anybody's Woo! interested in that kind of stuff, uh, listen to the Abel Kirby one because he said nice things about me. He's just a sweetie. He's such a sweetie. Such a sweetheart. Abelandthewolf.com if you're interested in hearing more. But uh, I said we'd thank people. And uh, coming in with your treasure is what really keeps the show going. 
and keeps everything online and it's just your way to kind of uh, show us, you know, what you get out of it. And uh, these people did just that. I'm going to pull up the notes. The notes are important. I want to refresh just to make sure. You never want to miss somebody. We'll hit you in the chest if you miss somebody. You'd be like, no. And I'm glad I did because look at that. Just two minutes ago, uh, we had a 42, $42 from MM. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Um, I always like to be careful. I don't want to necessarily dox people or read their name if they don't want to. So there's no note with this. So we'll just say MM. Uh, thank you very much. You can always send a note to Spencer at BullAfterBull.com or... Florian at BullAfterBull.com is L-A-U-R-I-E-N. And we will read your note. Um, but thank you. That's very much appreciated. Um, next up, we have 2222 Woo! from J Pop Pop, J Purple Peck. Yeah. Who we met last Purple night. Peck. In fact, uh, he did have a note. His note says, It was nice meeting you and your beautiful family at the Nashville meetup last night. Thank you for your courage. Thank you, sir, for your courage. Yes, it was awesome meeting you. Peck at mastodon.social if you want to chat with him on the socials. Uh, cool guy. Cool guy. Very cool guy. Everyone was so fun last night. Yeah, it was a great crowd. Just like the cool guy convention, man, I'm telling you. Uh, we got a Stonation 420 from Reverend Cyber Trucker. Woo, thanks, Rev. Thank you, sir. He did inform us uh, before the start of the show that um, his schedule switched on him, and so he's having to shake and bake and make up some time on the road. And he's trucking hard and won't be able to do a metal moment tonight. So that's all right, Rev. We will catch you uh, on the next metal moment. And uh, he had a tiebreaker. It got kind of intense. Yeah. Between, was it Mongolia and Japan? Japan. Yep. Mongolia versus Japan. He had to have a tiebreaker, and I think that Japan just edged it out, right? Oh. I'm pretty sure the last time I saw the vote that Japan was in the lead. So, But anyway, we look forward to that metal moment, and we wish you safe travels, Rev Cyber Trucker. Another stonation from C-Dubs. He has a monthly stonation uh, subscription. Thanks, C-Dubs. You rock. Thank you, sir. Uh, we also have a stonation come in from Chris Vox. Yeah, Chris Fox. Who we met last night. Uh, it was great meeting you both last night at the Nashville meetup. Let's do it again soon, says Chris Please. Vox. Yes. Two hours is way too short. We need more time to hang out with all of our friends. I know. It just is like, it's like a blur. Just a blur. And then the kids, too. It's like people will be yeah. talking to you, and then the kids need something, and they just dominate over it, you know? Yeah. And then you're like, oh, uh, well, I guess <laughs> I love everyone here, just so you know. <laughs> like I, I love know. all I love all of you. But my kid is like that's that's what I have to take care of. Yeah. First and foremost. First and foremost. So um God, what a great time, man. I'm still kinda just from the late night last night, I'm still sort of spinning wheels, you know. Yep. It's all still kinda sinking in in a lot of uh in a lot of ways. A lot of ways. We also uh wanna thank people who boost us and uh, I usually do that via this tool, Helipad, which lets you read all of your boost messages in a browser. And we're going to scroll uh, to the tests. So there's a string of tests here that came once uh, the boost bot got happening earlier today, uh, including 333 from Cotton Gin. Uh, yeah, Cotton Gin. Our man out in the northeast there. Uh, 420 from Oma. Sir Oma. All right, Sir Oma. 420 from C-Dubs. Woo! 
All these coming through on the boost after boost bot. Uh, Servo with a thousand says, fuck Chad. Yeah, fuck Chad. I had another line of tests uh, once they taught me painfully how to <laughs> run the process in the background and keep it running after I close the shell uh, terminal. So that was nice. Because I don't really want to have to keep the, sh the power shell open uh, just to run it. And now I don't. It just keeps going. That's good. Uh, 8888 Toast from Boobery. Yeah, boobs. Thank you for the eights. Eights is great, but not as great as boobs. Boobs is the greatest. Uh, Thirty-three sixty-nine from Cotton Cotton Gin and Tonic. Woo! Boost after boost plus plus. He says, "Yeah." C Dubs uh, sending a Cotton Gin plus plus. So this is another cool thing about the IRC bot is you can give people karma. Uh, now we just have to tweak Chad a little bit so that he only reads the karma after the f last uh, space in the string, um, which I, I'm happy to take a hack at. I get so confused with all these different bots. I'm not 100% sure who's uh, in charge of Chad, who's Chad's handler, but if you want me to help uh, add that or, or figure it out, uh, I can give it a shot. I think I know how to do it in C Sharp. I'm almost positive, but I'm guessing Chad is in Python. Chad is telling me uh, no debit is the man to look into. So I'll, I'll, I'll talk to him. I'll talk to him. I'm sure it can be done. He's the bots, uh, the two bots daddies. Yes. So we're looking to getting that done, but um, since the message is relayed by boost after boost bot, um, the karma doesn't really work right with the plus plus because it's uh, after at the end of this string. So we'll, we'll work on fixing that. Uh, everything's working. 2222 from In4VX. All right, thank you. Saying honk honk, mother truckers. <laughs> and a honk honk 222, uh, 22 I should say, from Cotton Gin. Woohoo, right after ducks. that. Uh, testing the remote, pew, pew, pew. I do want to say also, there was this convoluted way that we came up with to clean feed ourselves from home into this uh, station here just to get the pew sound to come through. Because Helipad has to be running on a local network. Um,. That was great. It worked out, except for the limited upload speed here at the uh, rental. So we next that. We need the upload uh, bandwidth. And uh, now you can just watch that IRC chat. If you're not in there, bullafterbull.com, you can click on Listen Live. There's a nice little Kiwi link. So if you don't even have an IRC client, you know what? You can use Kiwi on the web. Many of us use it. Uh, if, you're, if you're serious about your IRS, you probably don't like Kiwi. But, IRC? Uh, it does good for me. IRC. What did I say? IRS. If you're serious about your IRS, well, uh, I'll have to talk to you after the show. But uh, uh, Also, pews from cold acid and from C-dubs. Make the pew-pew sounds with your mouth, cold acid suggested, which was a great idea. Um, I will say, shout out to Boost CLI as well. So Boost CLI is a tool that, uh, serve, uh, or excuse me, C-dubs wrote, that allows you to boost directly from your node instead of using an app. So if you're already running a node, you can use uh, Boost CLI, and it now has a logo like everything else in Helipad. Um, usually it shows you the source. So Boost CLI has a little uh, image that shows up for it, and it just looks like a little terminal code, which is appropriate. C-Dub's absolutely out there slaying dragons, man. What a dude. Mad respect. Mad respect. I wish I could be 10% as productive as you when it comes to this kind of stuff. 
uh, all I can do is kind of flail around and uh, kind of be showing up. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to keep trying. Uh, 9999 from Mr. Fletcher Woo! out of Breeze. All right. Fletcher loves you, he says. Aw. We love you too, baby. Yeah, we love Fletcher. Love you, miss. You mean it. Boost from C Dubs, 420 sats. Uh, Anonymous from Breeze boosts 420. Uh, Metis boosted uh, an eight with a lot of colons and a capital D at the end, uh, and then a tilde, and then an equal sign, and then a, a, a little O. That is a text wiener, my friends. That's what it is. It's a text wiener shooting out a little text sperm. Very mature, Metis. Blasting a boost your way. <laughs> Thank you, Metis. He's spraying those sats. 5,000 sats. Thank you very much, sir. Woo! That was a absolute time last night yeah spraying sats spraying sats all over dats thank you everybody uh so much for your contributions uh of course it's not all just treasure time and talent also are always uh welcome contributions welcome ways to give back value to the bull uh things like recording isos and jingles uh or even simpler just being here listening and then doing some of what we call pass the bull don't bogart the bull but if you know a guy or a gal, uh, or maybe a dog, or a cat, or a horse that would love the show, Bull After Bull. Pass the bull. Pass the bull. Yeah, it's have so simple. Hit, have them hit one. Uh, and th- there's another really easy way to contribute value to Bull After Bull if you're enjoying what you're hearing, and that is to participate in our weekly First Time I Ever topic. All you got to do, oh wait, this week, first, you, you might want to know what the F-tie is. It's important. And this week, it's the first time I ever fell in love with a movie. So all you've got to do is pick up your phone and... Call 816-607-3663 and the play of voice will That's right, eight one six six zero seven three six six three. If you're voice shy, or you just hate the sound of your own voice, but you still want to give us a message, you can also text that number, and it works. SMS, MMS, if you just want to show me a picture of your titties, that works too. It all works. We enable it all. It all goes through. We read them all. Play your voicemails on the show. It's a fantastic product. Fantastic setup. We love it. We stole it directly from Hog's Story, and it's been working <laughs> from us for us ever since. <laughs> Thank you, Hogs, and thank you, everybody who leaves us voicemails. Yes. Wow. Uh, I think that now is a, uh, as good a time as any to transition into a little shit stain, don't you think? That's right. You know you want to build a node. We always encourage people. To get noted up. If you're a podcaster or any kind of digital content producer, you can build a Bitcoin node with a with a lightning node on top of it, the lightning layer, and you can put that uh, public address into your RSS feed, and you can receive little Bitcoin payments in a value-for-value value model, just like we do, just like uh, Podcasting 2.0 taught us to do and uh, built all of, the, all of the tools that you need to do it. And... The latest on that front, I've been talking a little bit about the Bitcoin meetup. And that I went, we went to, to I went to my first uh, Kansas City Bitcoin meetup last week. What do you think with about that? With the kiddos. I liked it. It was uh, it reminded me a lot of a no agenda meetup. Like the Kansas City no agenda meetups, you know? Same vibe. 
Just go in, talk to anyone, talk to everyone, and everyone's cool. There was no triggering. I mean, there's things I disagree with that people were saying, but... Sure. And then I like how they did the, uh, like, a headline rundown of, like, Bitcoin in the news. Yeah, they did a little bit of Bitcoin news, and uh, one thing that they really always do that really impresses me is they give, like, a read down of, like, Bitcoin stats from the Clark Moody dashboard, and if you've never been to the Clark Moody dashboard, you can just Google it. It's at bitcoin.clarkmoody.com, but if you just type in Clark Moody dashboard, it's like all of the Bitcoin stats right in your face. And the more of that you understand, the more of Bitcoin you understand. So like that dashboard in and of itself and just watching it and just being like, oh, what the hell does this stat mean? It can teach you so much just just by that. Uh, currently, for instance, uh, Bitcoin's price is at 43795 That's going to get you 2,283 sats per dollar. So a lot of people don't know when you're getting into uh, Bitcoin, you can just buy little tiny pieces. You can buy a dollar's worth. Right. You don't have to buy a whole Bitcoin. That's right. Uh, because if that was the case, it would be incredibly hard to enter. That's right. You would need 43 grand on you. And, As of uh, this very moment. <laughs> ain't nobody got that. Let me tell you. None of us podcasters. We're just podcasting, right? So, I mean, we can't even keep a mic on a table. You think we can keep 43000 in the bank? No, sir. Um, but yes, the main draw for you going was we're going to have this block party in April. Yes. The KC Bitcoin crew is planning a Bitcoin block party April 24th in Kansas City in Westport, which is a fun little spot. And I think it's going to be very interesting. They're looking for ways to onboard people there, too. Yeah, they want to figure out, like, how can we set somebody up in just a few minutes who never has had Bitcoin before, like, have them download a wallet, have them give somebody fiat, and then send them sats for it. There's going to be vendors there, and all of them are exclusively going to be vending their wares in Bitcoin, so... And this is my dream. Like, I was telling Spence, um, you know, I have, I do a little bit of stuff on, like, Poshmark and whatever. I sell some yep. things online. I have a stupid website, and, uh, eh... Shipping and stuff is very expensive. And I just said, I would rather get sats than USD right now. Yes. I would just feel better about it. Yep. So that's the plan. We're going to put the table up. And um, it had occurred to me, so after your table got confirmed, and we had, I was just talking to a lot of people about the Abel and the Wolf project, and I thought, you know what? It would make sense if I had a table set up next to yours, and then I could just do a like podcasting 2.0 slash music for sats whole table and maybe uh maybe even get some able and the wolf merch going oh. i i texted able about that i was like hey man i had an idea i was like i have an idea it was like one in the morning or something i was like i'm sorry it's so late but i have to text you this or i'm gonna forget well and i was like uh can you please invite able to come to the block party i and you did on ablecraft i did on our, our, our last episode of ablecraft i no i gave him a no pressure invite no and, pressure, uh, but would love to see you. It would be very <laughs> cool. Very fantastic. Uh, so, yes, that's something that we're very much looking forward to. Uh, that will be an on-chain shit stain for sure. Oh, and we were talking about maybe having like flyers or promotional materials for some of the podcasts we love. Yeah, I would love actually at that table to have uh, your value-enabled podcast have a flyer for it um, in a stack of different things. So if you are hearing my voice... Now or any time before April 24th, and you have a value-enabled podcast or project, I don't really care, 
Um, if you have digital content streaming for Sats and you would like to have uh, some representation of your show or or of your work, uh, please get in contact with me and let me know. And uh, I'd love to include it. I'd love to bring it along with us. That's right. The other news that I have, I only have one other thing, and then we can move on to the meat of the show. But I wanted to say the new helipad version is in like light testing right now. Uh, 0.1.9 and uh, C-Dubs tested it, informed me of it. I tested it out. I'm running it right now. It gives helipad... Uh, I'm not sure. I haven't read up on all of the changes, but the most, the one that stands out the most is it gives helipad this little balance at the top so you can actually see how many uh, sats you have in your lightning balance. Oh, that's pretty cool. At the top, it's displayed. It's pretty neat. So uh, you can try it out. I think also the way that it fetches the... Um, stream info is a little more instant it like streams it rather than doing a pull every nine seconds uh, i'm not sure about all the details though i will study up on it over the next week and i'll have more for you but uh i did add we went ahead and updated our raspy blitz for helipad in my github i'll put a link in the show notes but if you're running on raspy blitz and you want to install this thing uh, we wrote a script to be able to do that and very easy follow along instructions to do it as well so, uh, all of that will be linked. Yes, linked in the show notes. Where, you can find it at bullafterbull.com. That's right. Where else are you going to link it, baby? You must link it. Well, the magic number was popping up in some odd places this week. Oh? One that I saw was that the oldest wombat in the world just turned 33. It lives in a zoo in Japan. 33 is pretty old for a wombat, I guess. Ah. You know, I uh it was on Hog Story that I learned wombats poop in cube shapes. Oh. And I almost shit a brick when they were discussing that. <laughs> I did not know that. Oh, well, now you do. Fun fact. Fun fact. Fun facts aren't supposed to happen on Tuesdays. No, no. That's a Friday thing. Yeah, that's right. So uh but here's a fun story about a fisherman. Okay. He caught a 33-pound squid in Hawaii, which is a record breaker for the state. It came in measuring four feet, eight inches long and two feet, one inch across. Whoa. It's a big squid. It's like two inches shorter than me. (laughs) Twice as wide, but yeah. That's a lot of squid. That's a lot of squid. That's a DeLorean-sized squid right there. (laughs) And yeah, that fisherman, you know. He brought it to the local market and made a sale real quick. I bet. Yep. And then, of course, uh, the coof is kind of fizzling out. You know, it's kind of, it, it seems like it's on its way out. They might revamp it again. They might, whatever, who knows. They, the great they, uh, the narrative. But I saw an article this week that 33% of pilots are still grounded because of COVID. Oh, no. No yeah. wonder flights are getting canceled left and right. Yeah. We had an early panic because Booberry's flight got canceled. Uh, yeah. Well, we were driving. We were, what, coming up on St. Louis, maybe? Yeah. Like, we weren't super far into our drive, but an hour per- or so. Yeah, two, pretty early than, on. Probably a couple hours yeah, in. Two to three hours. Four hours. I don't even know how two. far away St. Louis is. We'll go with two. Two hours. Yeah. Yeah. Boobs called you, and he's like, hey, my flight got canceled. Yeah. And I that, didn't we know were what like, to say. Oh, I was like, fuck. Like Chris Cuomo. Gonna oh, have no, to- that sucks. Yeah, gonna have to drive. But uh, he's an ingi- uh He's a it, professional. He's a, you know, he rolls with the punches. What can you say? He figured it out, man. Yep. 
got in there and figured it out. That's all right. But 33 people in Minnesota did not figure it out and were labeled coof deaths. Womp womp. That's the only place with uh, 33 linked to death or cases though, oh, this week. Well, that's common way and, off, isn't it? Yeah, I only have two more magic number stories for the scamdemic. And that's that in India, they were looking for trial participants uh, between the ages of 2 and 17 to try out Covovax. Oh boy, that sounds fun. And uh, they wanted 100 children to participate. But they only got 33. Of course. Yeah, they talked about parents being unwilling to subject their kids to testing or guinea pigging. So, yeah, I mean, makes sense. That's not a big enough data cluster, though. No. To learn much. Right. What's the point? Eh, I guess they'll learn a little bit of something. Yeah. If anyone grows a third arm or whatever. (laughs) And then it's easy to, like, just slide under the rug. It's only 33 people you have yeah. to worry about. But uh, th- my final 33 story for COOF news is that cases have plummeted 33% in New London, Connecticut. Cool. Good yeah. job, New London. Must be doing something right. Like not watching the news yeah, every num- day. Number go up, number go down. Yep. Anyways, with that, uh, let's uh, go up behind the curtain. Yeah, absolutely. We actually brought uh, Upon Your Insistence. We made sure that the curtain came with us, so. There we go. Ah, everything gets tangled in it. It's in a new location. Oh, I know. Got my hair and everything. Woo! This is why I didn't wear my nose ring. I don't know where all my stuff is. This is like a new, this is a new section behind the curtain. Everything's all (laughs) discombobulated. We're going to get through this together, bowlers. I promise. I promise. Yeah. Well... There's an interesting case in Alabama where a high school student was stripped searched by administrators at her school because they suspected that she had smoked pot. So they wanted to check her underwear for pot. And this initially got dismissed, but the court has revived it this past week. Oh, no. Um, So they will be looking into the school officials who not once but twice stripped this child down to search her body for weed. You're doing drugs. You need to be punished. If you want to keep doing your marijuana, then you're going to have to show me your naked body. Yeah. Allegedly, they went through her backpack and found stems, seeds, and rolling paper. Um, Her teacher says that she found a marijuana cigarette under her desk. I believe uh, we call that a joint. They do call that a joint. I love that. Associated Press coming in with the marijuana cigarette. Is that beef? Nah, niggas weed. But they never found any drugs on the girl the first time. But that didn't stop them from stripping her down the second time. Jeez. It just makes me sick. Yeah, school is for fools is the lesson here. Uh, yeah. School's for fools. Yep. Ain't got no choice. With our wolf pack, they're gonna have to learn at home. Yes. Yeah, so. I can't justify none of that shite. No. No. Just strip her down just for smelling like pot. What if she just had a good incense, you know, in her room or something, <laughs> or in her car that she drives in or whatever, rides in? I guess she's, she was 14, so. Well, anyway, more lawsuits abound. In Arkansas, a weed grower and retailer are suing the state over doctor's visit rules. Uh, because in the state of Arkansas, you can only get a medical marijuana recommendation 
with an in-person visit. Right. So no uh, telemedicine appointments or whatever. Uh, but there was a law that went into effect last July in Arkansas uh, to create an exemption, which should have allowed doctors to certify patients via the telemedicine. And uh, they expected that to become permanent because of the ongoing COOF and whatnot. But according to this lawsuit, the health department didn't even implement it. Of course. What a surprise. And instead, you know, they're actually prohibiting it. Hmm. And there's plenty of patients out in the middle of, you know, rural parts. And they might be disabled. They might not have access to transportation or whatever. Telemedicine should just be a, an option. Yes. Especially for weed. They're not looking for a fentanyl prescription here, you know? It's yeah, weed. It's just weed. I mean, it's already just silly that you have to go through hoops anyway. It's weed. Just some weed. Right. I should be able to just pick it out of my backyard and in the woods and all this kind of stuff, but no. Here we are. Here we are. Well, we've been following the Coalition to Regulate Marijuana Like Alcohol in Ohio. They submitted 133,000 valid signatures to force the legislature to take a look at their initiative and make a decision with it. Uh, But it looks like they are going to pass on it, meaning the group now has to collect 133,000 more signatures to instead put it on the ballot. Oh, man. Double their pleasure, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was the Senate president who said no to recreational weed there, um, largely because the governor of Ohio has indicated he would veto a rec bill if it landed on his desk. So they figured, well, just put it in the hands of the people. Yeah, most of these states that have uh, good weed laws have done that via ballot initiative. Because if you get it through the legislature, they're going to want to make it incredibly restrictive and taxed all the fuck. Oh, of course, yeah. And I've said it before, I'll say it again. Uh, They call it regulating weed like alcohol, but it's not because there's all these limits. You know, you can only buy so much. You can only possess so much. Can't have a... uh, There's a cap on the THC percentage. Can't have a weed Super Bowl commercial. Right. No billboards, maybe. It's just crazy. It's nuts. Yeah. Here we are. Weed. Over some weed, man. Yeah. Uh, Witchy Whitmer decided to consolidate regulation of cannabis and hemp this past week in hopes of increasing efficiency as the market continues rolling out. Uh, So now the group overlooking weed and hemp is the Cannabis Regulatory Agency, whereas before it was the Michigan Department of Agriculture and Rural Development who regulated hemp and the Marijuana Regulatory Agency who regulated weed. Oh, boy. So now for all your questions, you can just go to one alphabet soup group. Very convenient. So convenient. I'm sure it'll be so efficient. Things will just roll out seamlessly. Just Deadlines talk to the will be hit. The, uh, information booth. She'll give you everything you need to know. Oh, yeah. Hey, in the show me state, the Supreme Court decided that the medical marijuana application info must be disclosed in all the appeals that are rolling in. Good. Yeah, they've uh, showed time and time again that these applications for licenses were not graded in any uniform fashion. Yeah, it's very inconsistent. Yeah, willy-nilly. The biggest lawsuit people have been talking about is um, with King's Garden Midwest, 
who's a company based in California, they sent in two identical applications and got different scores on them. Big oops, dude. Yeah. And then they had people from uh, the third party that graded the applications come in and testify saying, oh, we didn't have like a scoring sheet that told us how to grade these. It was just kind of how you felt about it. And so like this guy forgot that he had seen the application before and just was in a different mood and gave him a different grade. You know, he's like, oh, there was no yeah. oversight. No one was doing any checks and balances on these things. So uh, originally there were over 800 people who decided to fi- file a lawsuit for their denied licenses. That has come down to 578. But now all of those folks with pending appeals have access to this information, which had been shrouded in secrecy. That's good. What always, does a perfect score look like? You've got to always err on the side of transparency in these situations. Because that's the only way to uh, cut down on corruption, you know? And you still can't do it, but you can get closer just by uh, more transparency. So that's definitely the right move that the court made. I think it's a step in the right direction. Just a little transparency. I would say so. It's a step in the right direction after all. After all, it's a step in the right direction. It's a step in the right direction after all. Cunty Hochul, I mean Kathy Hochul... (laughs) Needs to take a step in the right direction and answer the subpoena she was served, which uh, may or may not shed some light on whether or not her office pushed state regulators to approve a merger associated with the company MedMen, which I'm sure in previous episodes I may have said Mad Men. <laughs> I just you get behind the curtain, things start getting a little blurry. Yeah, it's, it's what you expect to read. Yeah. Medmen. It's clever. Medmen. Yeah. You know. So anyway, last month, uh, Medmen alleged in the New York Supreme Court that Hochul's administration used improper influence in December of 2021 to help Ascend Wellness, a huge recreational pot seller, seal a $75 million deal to buy a majority of the MedMen dispensary chain in New York, their New York businesses. Um, and it was fast-tracked, too, by the Office of Cannabis Management, which made it more suspicious, uh, because they had said, ah, stuff like this, it's going to take months. And then you see, oh, Ascend Wellness made three contributions to the Friends for Kathy Hochul campaign Must on October 28th. Must be fucking nice. You know, $15,000 total. So, hmm, this, uh, there's a timeline building here. Timeline of events. Really activates the old elements, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Now, it was over a year ago that MedMen agreed to sell its New York businesses to Ascend. Um, but, you know, it was going to expire January 1st, and there had been no word on it, no movement at all, and all of a sudden... Bada bing, bada boom, December. Oh, yeah, that deal went through thanks to these uh, $15,000 of contributions. Fishy. Very fishy. Fishy indeed. So, you know, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens in this Keep an eye on it. Yep. Hurry up and wait as these things uh, roll out, these stories. It's the way of the lawsuit. (laughs) Yep. Tennessee popped up on my radar this week. Eh, Probably because I'm here. Imagine that. 
also uh, because the Tennessee Valley uh, authorization, they're an electric company. They made a threat to withhold electricity from canna businesses uh, and then walked it back because they serve in Mississippi. And of course, uh, the governor of Mississippi, Tate Reeves, just signed medical marijuana into law. And so then uh, TVA makes this announcement. Oh, we're not going to serve electricity to dispensaries and growers because that's federally illegal and we don't do illegal things. And then some local officials and uh, Congress people started writing to them, complaining to them. And lo and behold, they have changed their mind. They said, oh, you know, we're not going to withhold electricity from anyone that uh, is licensed to grow and sell weed. Oh, neat. Neat. Yep. That's the word I would have used to describe it. And finally, down in Texas, uh, a group by the name of Decriminalized Denton is trying to pass an ordinance for decriminalization for the third time. And I pray it works for them. Uh, But the first two times they tried to go through city council, got no traction. And now they're going for a ballot initiative, which I think is a much better way to go anyway. Yeah. Uh, They only need 1,745 valid signatures. Okay. So uh, if you live in or around Denton and you want to see decriminalization, go sign it. Sign it up. They're yeah, having that, that's a very doable amount of signatures. Yeah, they're having a kickoff event on uh, February nineteenth at noon at the historic courthouse in the downtown square of Denton. Be there. Check it out. Check it out. And now it's time to check out what movies our bowlers first fell in love with. That's right. The interactive section of the show. Where you can call eight one six six zero seven. 3663. You can leave us a voicemail and you can tell us all about the first time you ever fell in love with a movie because it's Valentine's Day. Uh, it's a full moon. There's just some there's some weird energy in the air. We can all feel it. Some of us are uh, running a little empty in the old tanks. Things go wrong. Things go sideways. But hey, got to keep it on track, man. Got to keep it on track and keep on going just like this next caller did. Hey, bowlers. Um, hey, hey. You know, it's kind of funny. Uh, I don't actually know what the first time ever is because, yeah, as I'm looking at, at the bullish chat uh, on what I'm recording this, uh, yeah, there's it's, it's not been updated. So My fault. Is, but, My fault. So what we're going to go with uh, is the first time I, well, I really made love. Not the first time I had sex. There's, there's a very different uh, thing about, uh, about you know having sex and really making love. First oh. time I did it, well, um, you, know, made, you know, made love. Um I remember uh, we had both uh, wanted to get clean, so we took a shower first. Make love. uh, The the lady of my life was uh, laying on the bed, looking at me, and uh, we started kissing. Ooh. And um, things got hot and heavy, and it turns out uh, uh, I had the key that unlocked her. And, yeah, um, and who knew that... uh, who knew that I could uh, go at it for three hours? Whoa! Uh, apparently I did. And uh, much fun was had by all. Uh, you know, that's all I want to do in my life is uh, <laughs> love. Maybe not like that with everybody, but uh, <laughs> just not, uh, you know, that was, that was one of them. <laughs> just, that's just something that, uh, yeah, that's just uh, that, that, that happened and, you know, that I wanted to share with the bowlers. It's uh, quite a... Um, yeah, it's quite a magical experience, and yeah, as I'm, of course, as I'm sitting here, also fighting through my uh, uh, 
um, you know, ending something, you know, having this memory uh, of, uh, of something, something really great that happened in my life, and hopefully, uh, you know, get back to that some more. So, you know, what can I say? In the bowl, y'all. In the bowl, phone boy, you dog. In the bowl. Yeah, what are you waiting for? A three-hour fuck. Wowie zowie. Laying it on us. Well, first time I ever fell in love with the movie was the topic, but uh, your boy forgot to update the topic last Tuesday. So, you know. Womp womp. You can send hate mail to spencer at bullafterbull.com. Uh, this next caller decided instead just to leave a voicemail. Maybe they did. I hear clicking, though. Oh, somebody's hot rotting it outside my window here, too. Yep, this is a, a, minute, a minute of strange clicking noises, so thank you for that, caller. <laughs> uh, if you want to click into my voicemail line, you can always do that at 816-607-3663. Uh, let's hear what's next. Hey, guys, Reverend Cybertrucker here. Hey! I'm calling to tell you about the first time I ever fell in love with the movie. It was May 25th, 1977. I was two years old, just turned two in February, and my father took me out to go see the very first Star Wars movie. It's the earliest memory that I have uh, of being a child, and that particular memory is being in the theater, sitting on my dad's shoulders, and screaming and yelling while the attack on the Death Star was occurring. It's probably one of my, one of my oldest and earliest memories. But anyways, uh, have fun, you guys. Love you. In the bowl. In the morning. Have a good one. In the morning bowl. Wake and bake, Reverend. Hope you're doing well out on the road, driving safe and all that good stuff, making good time. You always want to You always wanna kind of be somewhere in the middle of making really, really good time and driving really, really, really safely. Yeah. You want the best of both of those worlds. One foot in each world right there. A delicate balance. Both can be done. I think both can be done responsibly. You can... Drives in a safe manner and make very, very good time. That's my opinion. Uh, you know, this next caller certainly made some great time. Yo, pass that shit. It's uh, Earl Bittens of A World Distant. And, Mittens! Uh, basking in the afterglow of uh, the Nashville meetup. I right? I like say that the first movie I fell in love with was The Goonies. And, uh, the Goonies! It's a film that stands up to this day, in my opinion. So much so that uh, I have some... Artwork on my body in regarding in regarding. Look, I might still be a little high after last night. Don't tell nobody. Wow, I am really high. Um, yeah, I have one-eyed Willie tattooed on my left thigh. Oh, nice. I'll let you guys make the euphemisms from there. Much love. Burn one for me. Peace. 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 Love. Peace. Love or mittens. Beautiful. Thank you, sir. It was really great meeting him last night. Yeah. What a guy. What a dude, man. Powerful, powerful Earl Mittens, everybody. Also, a potential show title, Any Weirds, with a question mark. Any Weirds. That's a good one. Any Weirds? Several, I can assure you. Yes, plenty of Weirds. Goonies, great answer. Goonies is a great movie. It is a great movie. You got to do the truffle shuffle and all that. This next caller did the truffle shuffle, you can tell. First time I ever had fell in love with a movie. Uh, This one's easy for me. I've been watching this movie since before I can remember. Uh, it's Bugsy Malone. Bugsy. Um, 
It's an old gangster movie uh, during the Prohibition era about rival mob bosses and stuff. Um, it's pretty interesting because all the actors are child actors, and it's a musical slash comedy. Um, kind of a little bit different. There's not a whole lot of things like it. Um, it's got Scott Baio and uh, Jodie Foster. Uh, the weird part is Jodie Foster plays a promiscuous dancer at a speakeasy, and she's like, I don't know, 14 years old. This came out six months after Taxi Driver. Um, that's a little bit suspect, hmm. but it's a good movie nonetheless. Uh, great for the kids. It's rated G. Nice. Um, I love it. All the songs are great. Uh, it's funny. Uh, that, that movie has a special place on my heart. Uh, in the bowl, Sharky out. In the bowl, Sharky. In the bowl, Sharky. Thanks for calling. Bugsy Malone. I'm a, I feel like I've seen parts of that, but I don't think I've sat down and watched the whole thing of it. To put on the watch list. Yeah. The family movie night watch list. Yeah. Rated G for gangster. <laughs> this next caller is not rated G. Cover your ears, bowlers. Hello. Hello, my lovely. Hello. Phoenix from the Lotus Podcast here. Yes. Oh, the F-Tie for this week being the first movie I ever fell in love with. Well, I have to say, I am a bit of a romantic. So the first movie that came to mind, and I've actually started rewatching it, and it's actually The Princess Bride, because I almost feel like I'm living a segment of it. And, you know, right now I'm... I'm going through the fire swamp, and I know that, uh, you know, someday my Wesley will come. But for right now, I have to, I have to deal with, with everything that's before me. And yeah, the whole reason I fell in love with that movie is because, I mean, as you know, <clears throat> I am actually a, a Scottish princess of royal ancestry. I um, am the direct descendant of King Robert the Bruce. Of Scotland. Nice. So I am an actual bona fide princess, and I do definitely identify with Buttercup um, for a lot of undisclosed reasons. But um, yeah, in the bowl, y'all. Phoenix out. In the bowl, Princess Phoenix. That's right, Princess Phoenix. In the bowl. <laughs> That's Princess Phoenix, to you bitch. Oh, she has a she has a PS. Okay, so it's Phoenix again. I just thought about something I really wanted to add to the bowl. Pack it in. I know I am a beloved member of our community. I have a right to have a second voicemail, I believe. Uh, uh, and a princess and so stuff. So there's this other movie that I really have a special spot in my heart for, and it's called Dan in Real Life. Mm. And uh, it's a Steve Carell movie where he he's going, he's, God, he goes through a divorce, He's got his kids. He makes the woman of his dreams. And she is dating his brother. Weird. And they fall madly in love. And they have to hide it from everyone around them. Because, oh my God, if anyone ever knew, it would just blow up. And it would go very badly. And kind of relate to that right now. This shit going on in my world. Like chessboards being flipped and overwhelming emotions and oh my god just oh god ride valkyrie ride that's all i've got in the bowl y'all phoenix out in the bowl yeah i've seen i've seen like promos for that movie and the poster and stuff but i've never seen it 
Same. Sounds interesting enough. Add it to the watch list. It all added right now. Yes, here it is. Onto the watch list. What's the first movie you ever fell in love with? Oh, everyone's gonna make fun of me. No, oh I'm yeah, just definitely. Uh, the first movie Dork. I ever fell in love with <laughs> is the first movie I ever made you watch, which was The Labyrinth. Ah uh, yes. Yeah, I was like seven or eight when I finally worked up the courage to watch it because I had the VHS in my house from. Uh, my mom, it was one of her favorite movies. And so she had got me a copy of the VHS, and I thought that the goblins on the cover were too scary. So I avoided it, like the plague, for a long time of my childhood. And finally, around seven or eight, I was like, all right, I'm going to watch this movie. We're going to see what this is all about. And I was just into it, man. Oh, David Bowie, the singing, the dancing, the animatronics. The full body costumes, the puppets, the fire gang. I am about that. <laughs> it was a great time. I was transported to another world. The Bowie Wiener and Tights. Oh, yes. Yes. Bowie and Tights. And Mabel says, the little baby. Oh, just a great flick. Great flick. So many details. You know, I've watched it a lot of times. My kids aren't into it, which bums me out. They think it's boring. That's what a lot of other people have said, too. So. <laughs> Uh, it's a fun, I think, fun magical film. Yeah, yeah. It was. It's a fun one. It's a yeah. fun one. It was the first one I fell in love with, and it. Uh, you know that movie made me go down a musical rabbit hole of uh, David Bowie and his entire discography. So that was fun. It was a great way to be introduced to Bowie. Yes. Well, I can't think of a better way to introduce this next voicemail. So I'm just going to play it. Oh, the F tie isn't the first time you made love. It's the first time you loved a movie. Yes. Well, that's right. Okay. As you wish. Okay. The first time I fell in love with a movie was uh, probably in college, um, and it was not a movie I was expecting to like so much. But it was uh, Cool Hand Luke. Uh, that, oh uh, yes. Paul Newman, and uh, there's a there's a great scene in there where he the, he gets to eat fifty eggs. Uh huh. Um, you know, it's a it's a it's a chain gang film. You know, and yeah, it's a uh, yeah, just kind of it's just, it's it's just kind of old sixties movie. There's uh, you know uh, you know there's some there's some sexy bits in it. You know, for the for the sixties anyway. There's some there's some uh, there's a great soundtrack by Lalo Schifrin. Um, great story. You know, no you know no real special effects. It's kind of an, it's kind of a cool little drama. And you know, Paul Newman in his prime and George Kennedy looking you know in, in his prime. And yeah, there's just a, you know and you know the. A boy in the prison who uh, loses his mama in, uh, while he's there and, uh, yeah, tries to escape a lot. Uh, and, uh, yeah, just kind of a, it is kind of a sad ending, I guess, but, uh, you know, that's, uh, some of those movies are like that. But, uh, but still to this day, it's one of, the, one of my favorite movies. It's, uh, but that's, the, I think the first movie I really fell in love with and I wasn't kind of expecting to fall in love with it, but, you know, you don't always get to choose, uh, who you fall in love with. Uh, it, uh, you know, sometimes, uh, sometimes, uh, or who or what or what you fall in love with, I guess. Uh, you, you, this, uh, all these things, it all happens. It could be a creature uh, of the night. It, it's when when you do find that uh, that thing, uh, or the special someone, or whatever. Yeah, it's uh, pretty pretty fantastic. But uh, anyway, in the bowl, y'all. In the bowl. In the bowl. Cool hand Luke. Great pick. The first time I watched that was in. Uh, I took a films class in high school. As you do, because the yes. Like oh, it's a class is... where you watch movies. Exactly. Or sleep. That's it. Both listen to movies while you sleep. You have the choice depending on how good or bad the movie is. But they were pretty good movies when I in that class. We watched 
2001 A Space Odyssey. We watched uh, Animal Farm. You know, stuff like that. Cool Hand Luke was one of them. Uh, what's the one? Rosebud. Uh, Citizen Kane. Watched that in there. Mm. Yeah. Watched a lot of uh, some serious classics. Serious classics. Serious classics. This next caller. Serious classic. Okay, so one more, guys. Because, oh. you know, one more for Roman Resca. So here's the thing. Pretty Woman really speaks to me. Okay. where else are you going to find a rich man who falls in love with a common girl and makes all of her dreams come true? And one of the best lines from that movie is something to the effect of, you know, what is what does the princess do when the prince rescues her? And Julia Roberts says she rescues him right back. I get that on a really deep level. I get that. She rescues him right back. Oh, yeah. 143. Ride Valkyrie Ride. Say Ride Valkyrie Ride. Yeah, that's a position they call the reciprocal rescue. Very hot. It's one you should bust out. Uh doesn't have to be valentine's day to bust out the reciprocal rescue sure. just saying just saying that's that's like a that's like an evergreen position there you could do it any time just like this next caller hey hey pulling in as we speak oh that's hot my driveway in my home after the big epic no agenda meetup oh, pulling in right now pull out oh good my mother-in-law's here that's always great oh nice <laughs> and uh shit yeah uh favorite movie first movie I ever fell in love with not favorite movie but the first movie that I ever fell in love with. it was called it's a mad 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 world oh yeah i know that one it's got don not yes it's got like the three stooges it's got you know till silverman mm-hmm. it's got uh oh shit there's so many other people uh jonathan winters uh umbrella uh, <laughs> great movie if anybody hadn't seen it it's a good three hours but it's like a heist comedy chase and it's so quotable it's so goddamn quotable that movie it's up there Quote with, it. like hot rod and tropic thunder and uh napoleon dynamite as far as quotable movies go so yeah it's a mad 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 world fantastic movie nothing my matter dad and my uncle were watching it when i was eight or nine years old and i come in and it was the first movie that really made me like fucking laugh out loud <laughs> um yeah great great fucking play uh, love y'all. Glad we got the hang. Yes. Shout out, shout out, shout out to all the peoples. I'm gonna go inside and take a piss. Shout out to my boys. Yeah, take that piss, man. Take that piss. What a wonderful, what a wonderful time we had, man. Yeah, we have great people in this community. No doubt. No doubt. It's just, it's humbling. It's a privilege just to be a part. Just to participate. Just to be in this little wacky web of people who, uh, are aligned in just certain cool ways. Because none of us are very much like each other when it comes right down to the quirks and the differences and the, you know. But we all get along. Because we're not hooked on this um, big distraction. Hooked on a feeling. We're not falling for the, you know, we're not falling for the schemes. We're just living the dreams, baby. That's right. That's right. That's all. Just love and freedom. I remember the first time I fell in love with a movie. Oh, do you? And it was in a movie theater. And I was super young. It might have been... It was like one of the first movies I saw in a theater. Probably not the very first. 
But the Page Master. Oh, that is a great movie. The Page Master was the first movie I ever just absolutely fell in love with. Magic from the beginning. You've got a classic 90s Macaulay Culkin movie. But you've got animated characters in the cartoon world in it. You've got Christopher Lloyd, the old librarian, the wacky Page Master, maybe God himself. All of these themes and archetypes. The adventure story, the fantasy story, the horror story. Yes, books. The books. They've all got to get through these different epic journeys, through these different classic uh, pieces of literature. Just so good. All of it. And I still watch it. That's another one that holds up. People have been talking about things that hold up. Like Mittens mentioned, that Goonies still holds up. Page Master absolutely one of those movies that still you could watch. You could watch with anybody. You could watch it with your grandma. You could watch it with your little kids. And it's still awesome. And when I was a little kid in the dark movie theater, there's this fucking, there's a scene in the Page Master where they're fighting the dragon. And Adventure is like charging the dragon and the dragon just nails him with the full flame and he retreats into this cave. And then like his little mustache is on fire (laughs) and horror just is like, happy birthday. And like, it's one of those uh, comic relief moments that kind of breaks the tension and, uh, Dude, I laughed so hard. I was like four or five years old sitting in this chair just laughing my ass off. I couldn't stop laughing to the point where other people in the movie theater like started cracking up and couldn't keep it together because I was just so out of control laughing. Uh, and I still remember that moment, man. It was just like so infectious. And I like, I love that movie. First, first one I ever fell in love with. That's a great one. It's a great one. Like, I love when the... Um painting on the ceiling in the library oh, starts yes. melting to like usher in the cartoon and world. it's like dripping on him yeah. and he's like, <laughs> the paint dripping looking at it Ooh, I yeah. love that. and then when he's in the cartoon world he doesn't need his glasses anymore that's always cool must be fucking nice uh-huh cool you know what you know who else is nice this next caller hi bowlers long time no see mr hey, ned had an awesome time last night that was amazing yes it was Ooh, excuse me really really cool uh got home about 8 p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time. Uh, I went. It was like what 65 there in Nashville today. Uh, yeah, it was nice. Kind of lingered around a little bit. I did went and looked at a few different things around town uh, before I hit the road. But uh, yeah, left there. It was 65. And then I come home to uh, 22 degrees. So nice. I guess it's better than yesterday. It was six here. So so uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, anyway, uh, movie that I fell in love with uh, instantly uh, was Star Wars when it first came out, because uh, I'm old, uh, and <laughs> I saw it in the movie theater, and kind of came became infatuated with that, but <laughs> for some reason, my mom, like, utterly refused to buy any of the toys in the, that uh, Star Wars product line, so I had friends that had the whole full-on uh, action figures, and the Ed-Ed Walker, and Jet Fighter and TIE Fighter and X Wings. And, uh, yeah, and I had nothing. My mom bought me a lot of no. And I had another set of toys that were called like the Adventure People, but yeah, no Star Wars toys uh, other than she bought uh, me and my sister a bunch of uh, Star Wars trading cards from Tops that had the shitty gum in it. Uh, Yuck. So she bought those, but she wouldn't buy any other of the stuff. She was kind of. I don't know, very anti it, which 
years later kind of makes sense, but uh, just with that whole, but still, you know, I mean, whatever. Uh, but yeah, that was the first first big movie that I remember that I was uh, infatuated with, and I think total, I saw it like four times in the movie theater because I went with my sister and my mom, and then uh, went with the kid down the street, and then another friend from school, and so it was uh, multiple times that I saw that movie, and I think. That movie was in the theaters for like for freaking ever when that was uh, when it came out, just because it was so popular. So it was beyond uh, beyond a year that it was in theaters, and I don't think I mean it was forever before it ever came out on videotape or anything like that. So, anyways, it was awesome meeting you guys. It was uh, awesome meeting up. I no doubt, really, uh, really had a good time uh, in the bowl. In the bowl. In the bowl, Ned. Ned. Legendary Ned. Nice Ned. Nice Ned. Surprise you in a parking lot type of Ned, you know? Just uh just the salt of the earth, that dude. Uh much like this next caller. I mean we didn't mean a bad egg, alright? That's what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to say we met dozens of people and they were all lovely. My movie, I'm not sure the first time that I saw it because I've seen it so many times. Uh from I guess like freshman till senior. I only had a couple of homeschool friends, so whenever they come to visit, uh, which, you know, it's like every other week, every week or so, maybe, yeah. I'd sit them down and make them watch Evil Dead <laughs> almost every time. I was like, hey, what's up, y'all? How you doing? Want to watch Evil Dead again? Uh, oh, excuse me, big boy. Woof! Uh, but yeah, I don't know what it is about the... I mean, I, I like how claustrophobic the movie really feels with it you know, being filmed inside that little cabin in uh, Michigan, I think, is where they filmed it. Mm. The first one, at least. Maybe the Tennessee, the, uh, maybe the Tennessee is exterior. I don't remember. It's, uh, it's been a while since I've seen it, actually. Holy shit. But yeah, just the, like, the cheesy makeup and that Three Stooges-esque sort of slapstick, uh, grotesque violence and gore. I love it, and especially when uh, when uh, Ash's girlfriend is sitting, uh, Shelly. Is it Shelly? No, Shelly's his sister. Hmm. Wow, I know what I'm doing tomorrow night. Holy shit. <laughs> You've got to brush but, up. Uh, brush up on it, man. She's sitting in the hallway, and she's got the clown makeup on, and she's just sitting there. We gotta get you. I love it. I think I've actually quoted that line before. Uh, I'm having a hard time remembering, because I'm still uh space traveling on um some delicious brownies that uh i discovered this morning in the bowl in the bowl in the bowl congratulations on the uh, your discovery that sounds lovely fantastic hope you had a wonderful flight back sounds like you're doing pretty well for yourself there uh always a delight always a delight blueberry one of a kind man one of a kind one of a kind all of our bowlers are one of a kind just check out this next caller Hey, face to the screen bowlers. Hey, face to the, the screen. The first movie I ever fell in love with was Back to the Future. And isn't that ironic that, you know, Huey Lewis in the news had the power of love in that movie mm. and uh, had a lot of cool cars in it. Come on, who doesn't want a time-traveling car when you're, you know, four years old? No doubt. If you know anybody, then they can call and leave a voicemail on the bowl too, man, because... I think they're nuts, and I'd like to hear why they would not want to have a time-traveling car when they're four years old. Yeah, what's wrong with you? Um, but yeah, you know, Marty McFly was pretty cool. 
The hoverboard didn't come till the next movie. That was pretty fucking fly. Oh, I wanted yeah. one so bad. Dad joke pun. So bad. Um, pretty fly. Anyway, bowlers, that's pretty much, you know. Back in the Future was awesome. Yeah, Doc was crazy, you know. Anyway, glad you are having fun out there. Wish I could have been there. Next time. In the bowl. In the bowl. Hey, you got to hit it next time, man. That's a beautiful thing, too, about the meetups. Nogenomeetups.com. It's like... You, it's easy to get this FOMO thing. It's easy to be like, oh, I didn't go to this one. Oh, I missed out. Oh, this or that. But just find another one. They're all the time. Yeah. All the time. And if you don't see one around you, just host one yourself. Yes. That is a great idea. You will be surprised, usually, uh, to turn out. You make one, and, you know, just make it. Make sure it's a central location, some spot people want to go, and then uh, organize it. And I'll tell you what, if nobody comes out, if you go and you make a no agenda meetup just because I told you to, and then nobody comes to it, and then you're like, oh, Spencer, I made one because you told me to, and nobody came to it, I will help you make a promo so that people come to it. How about that? How about that? How about that? Huh? Think about it. Analyze it. Spencer at bullafterbull.com. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> oh, we have a PS. Uh, face again the screen. Uh, back to the future, bowlers. You know, I, yes. I got kind of distracted. Microphones were falling off the table. Oh, man. I'm sorry. All kinds of wildness. Apologize. But the best part of Back to the Future was when Marvin Berry, you know, Chuck Berry's cousin, yeah. was out in the car with his boys. You know, they were all hanging out, token up in the car, and Biff's goons throw Marty in the trunk of the car, you know, and shut it. And the guys get out, and, they're, you know, Biff's guys are like, we don't want trouble with no reefer addicts, you know? <laughs> and then, like, they call him Peckerwood, you know? Yeah. And, you know, Marvin Berry and his boys call him Peckerwood, you know, Biff's guys. I had a little stuffed dog I named Peckerwood. It was funny, man. I had a little kid running around with a, like a, I think it was like a pound puppy or something. Oh, I that's named great. It Peckerwood. <laughs> it was hilarious. But I thought it was funny. I didn't get the joke. When I was a kid, and I was like, hey, this is my dog Peckerwood. <laughs> I didn't understand why the adults were laughing so hard about it <laughs> for years. So, oh, that's yeah, great. Yeah, was good times, you know, being a kid. All right. <laughs> In the bowl. In the bowl. In the bowl. Face to the screen. Oh my god, that's hilarious. Yeah, that's a my great My dog story. Peckerwood. Everyone's like, should we tell him? Mm. No. No. <laughs> Just enjoy the moment. <laughs> oh shit. Who should name that dog Shithead? <laughs> oh, that's funny. I, uh, actually friends with, um, Chuck Berry's nephew. One of his nephews. Paul Berry. Paul Berry's a cool guy. The man about town. He sure is. The man about town. Like this, uh, like this next collar, kind of. Oh, collar, collar. I can kind of hear it. Uh oh, collar. Have you fallen into a wormhole? We're trying to turn it up as much as we can here. See if we can hear something. I think we're in a wormhole, collar. I would try to, uh, check check your cellular connection. And uh, give us a call back. I can hear some of it. Sounds like you're in the shower. Are you calling us from the shower? First time I ever fell in love with calling from the shower. He's talking through the bubbles. Bubbly. I heard it all right. Yes, that was that was yours. Fletcher's asking the bowl, was that mine? I can kind of hear him back in there. Yes. Yes. Uh, I don't know. I would uh, try turning it off and on again. That usually helps solve all of my problems. It actually got my microphone back onto the table, and it hasn't dropped since. Knock on wood. All I had to do was 
turn it off and on again. Which I should have tried at the beginning. I know, I'm just an idiot. Uh, that bass can only be Fletcher, Cotton Gin says. Bass. Hey, man, I can tell you it's not just on our end. It's not just on your end. There's just something general uh, spooky weird going on out there. It's not just the full moon either. It's not, uh, it's not any one thing. It's a lot of things coming together at once. We all share this weird uh, reality in these parallel universes that kind of converge and meet at certain times and in certain spaces. And uh, we're just glad to be meeting you in this particular time, in this particular space. And that goes for all of you. That was the uh, last ticket, though. Last ticket out of the bull. We have to come uh, up with a first time I ever for next week. We do. And the, the, the tricky part about that is I'm away from the war station, so I don't have the pad with all of the... Great F tie ideas written on it. Bah, I got one. Okay. But the first time I ever went to a No Agenda meetup. That's a great one. First time I ever went to a No Agenda meetup. First time I ever attended a No Agenda meetup. I like it. Now, uh, another question that I have is, do you think that I should change the topic right away while we're talking about it right now? Yeah, I think you should, because we are behind the bowl. I mean, behind the curtain. And uh, you, for- you tend to forget things sometimes. It's... I- it's a side effect of the marijuana poisoning. It's gotta be. <laughs> Calling me out, but uh, you gotta be right. Well, if you wanna be like me, a loser, go ahead and smoke. Yeah. If you wanna be a loser, then just smoke. That's all. That's or if all. you wanna That's be a podcaster. Or if you wanna be a podcaster. <laughs> if you wanna be like me, a loser, just go ahead and podcast. Uh, so we're talking about the first time I ever attended a No Agenda Meetup. Yeah, if you never went to one... You've got a week to find one and go. Oh, yeah. Host one yourself. There we go. Topic updated. I think virtual meetups count, too, you know? Jitsi and... Um, yeah, maybe. it depends. I, mean, I guess it depends, it. Who you ask. it depends who you ask. If that's the only one you've been to, then it counts for our voicemail. But it's not going to be read on the show. No more promos for the virtual meetups on the show. Adam's not reading Oh, them, that's okay? right. He's not reading mm-hmm. No. So don't even try. Don't even try. Uh, somebody tried. In the bowl to say, I missed a voicemail, and I think, I think I see it now. An epic story for sure is told. Who says for love we are too old? Fear not, my lord, the end draws near. The blackest heart you soon shall spear. The spoils go. The spoils too, the victor go. An ending, oh, so apropos. Nice. Thank you, princess poetry in the bowl man some poetry oh i think we might have uh, had a fixed connection did we have you call her well god damn it oh there Bluetooth he is earbuds kind of suck oh the yeah wireless ones they're not connected to each other so i had one in and the other one was on my coffee table inside the house and apparently the one inside the house was the one uh with the microphone connected to it or some shit oh nuts i don't know i kind of <laughs> thought they had they both had microphones Maybe not. Wow, I never thought about it that. Sadly, I wasn't calling from in the shower. Uh, I was calling from outside the house. It's coming from outside the house! (laughs) In the first one, I mean, I do remember the first one, uh, the movie I first fell in love with, though. uh, That, of course, was Star Wars. Da-da-da-da! How could I not fall in love with Star Wars? Star Wars, dude. Net Ned's voicemail, and he too fell in love with Star Wars. It's like you and Net Ned are like from different mothers. Yeah, you're like it. the same in so many but, ways uh, with your you experience. Star Wars with the lightsabers and the Force, and fucking Yoda and Darth Vader's breathing. Yeah, I mean, I would have loved to have been at the meetup. 
It was pretty fucking cool being able to hear everybody on the stream, though. It's so surreal, dude. So I'm very glad that Boo Bear was able to make it there with all of this fucking deer and that pink envelope, whatever was in there. Yeah, well, you know. And, uh, yeah, it it must have been a badass fucking time. It was. Uh, And so, yeah, it it was good to hear all of you. I was there in spirit, so I I hope you felt my spirit. Your spirit was felt. Whose hand that was? It's probably mine. If you're wondering whose hand it is now, it's probably mine. Handsy. If you're wondering whose hand it will be, oh, it's going to be mine. <laughs> but yeah, I love you bowlers. I love all you motherfuckers in the bowl. Even you. So, uh, yeah, just uh, keep being you. Keep doing what you're doing. This is great. Get them boost. Boost them scratch. Yeah. Boost chain. And never forget about the fucking stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Stick of love, the stick of love. That's right, yes, don't get it confused, don't get it twisted, it is all love, and if you lose sight of that, you might just need to turn down the radio and uh, look inward, look inward. It's in there first, it's in there first, if you can't find it in there, you're not going to find it out here anywhere else, it has to, you have to find it in there first. That's fucking key, okay? That's my hint for you. I love you, everyone. So that leaves, of course, a very important piece of business still uh, left undone. Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bowling. Let's go bowling. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, so uh, face to the screen brought up Back to the Future. And, you know, being named after uh, the DeLorean. Yes. Which, uh, you know, they just cut off the duh. And then I put it back on to become Dame DeLorean. Duh. Uh... I've always wanted to ride around in a DeLorean. You know, it's on my bucket list. No doubt. And, uh, well, I couldn't, I I can't lie. I was very intrigued yesterday when uh, on my algo popped a story that uh, they're going to start making DeLoreans again. But there's a problem. Well, that was a good shot. Uh, Great warm-up shot. (sighs) They're going to be all electric. So, I have to write a little asterisk amendment on my bucket list to say, you know, classic DeLorean. I want to ride around in a... A real one? The yeah. Burns Gas? Yeah. They were made when? 81 to 82? Is that it? It was like a, <laughs> yeah, a very short window. I'm not exactly sure. A short the stint. Years. But, I mean, it got horrible gas mileage. It was all stainless steel body, like very heavy car. It was a meme car then, and they're going to bring it back now, and it'll be a meme car again. So I guess all electric makes sense for making meme cars. The The biggest meme car right now, of course, is a Tesla. So now you got the DeLorean. It, like, that's the only thing that maybe could out-meme a Tesla if it tried. We'll see what happens as far as, like, they're going to have to make a car that people actually like that zips around like a Tesla does, you know? But We'll uh, see. You know, it will look badass, I'm sure. I'm sure it'll look badass. Oh, yeah. Gullwing doors, mm-hmm. hopefully. I mean, it wouldn't be a DeLorean without them. Exactly. Yeah, there's certain things that just are going to have to be in place. But, yeah, you know, all electric. I mean, you might actually have a better experience of uh, the time-traveling DeLorean in an all-electric vehicle uh, if they do the same sort of acceleration boost type technology that, that Teslas have. I mean, if you're <laughs> a red light that turns green in one of those and the dude puts his foot down on the gas, like, 
The thing shoots like a rocket. It's crazy. Crazy. You know what else is crazy? What's crazy? A bank teller was able to stop a robbery in St. Louis on uh, Friday, last Friday. Wow. All he had to do was say no. Huh, no means no in the bank robbing world. That's right. Dude came in, uh, you know, face covered, probably in a face diaper. Uh, they didn't post pictures or anything, but I would presume he's wearing a face mask. And he just slid a note to the teller saying, uh, hey, hand over all the money. And he didn't show a gun or anything. So the teller just took the note, looked the guy and said, no. And the dude turned and walked out, never to be seen or heard from again. Wow. Well, that's uh, using your old noodle, I guess. Yeah. We're just saying the first thing that comes to your mind. He was wearing that that, uh, Charisma Plus 3 hat. (laughs) Just (laughs) lets you talk NPCs out of shit just by choosing a certain dialogue. That's got to be it. Got to be. Persuasion plus two, charisma plus three. Well, this dude didn't have either of those things going for him. Uh, there was a security guard. It was his first day at work. Uh-oh. At an art gallery in Russia. Dude's like 60 years old, I guess. Feeling a little bored. And he was looking at this painting by uh, an Anna Leperskaya. Probably butchered her last name. But anyways, her painting's name is Three Figures. And as you can imagine, it has three figures on it. And they are all faceless. So, bored security man decided to pull out a ballpoint pen and give him some eyes. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Let's just doodle some eyes onto these faceless figures. And uh, that's how he destroyed a painting worth more than a million dollars on his first day at work. Wow. I don't know. They say it only costs $3,000 to restore, so... That reminds me of that lady that tried to restore that Jesus portrait. Do you remember that? Oh, Lord. (laughs) Yes, I remember that. That, Oh, me, oh, my, uh, dude. Oh, me, oh, my. Oh, me, oh, my. That's all I have to say about it. That was uh, something. You know, that was far worse than the circles this man ballpoint penned onto this piece of art. Gee, many Christmas, I'll just leave it at <laughs> Come on, buddy. You got a license for that pen? Uh, well, I don't know about pens, but this guy did not have a license to be selling a $25,000 dinosaur claw because he stole it from a vendor at the Tucson Gem Show. Whoa. How dare he? Well, he grabbed the claw and walked away, I think. Man, that's messed up. Yeah, $25,000 price tag. And yeah. so Don't be don't be doing that kind of ball type no. shit, boy. Gem shows are so much fun. Don't ruin it. Yes. Um here's how he got caught. The vendor obviously noted uh, noticed that his $25,000 dinosaur claw was missing. And so he reported it stolen. And lo and behold, not long after, it appeared for sale online. Wow. So they just grabbed the guy. And Genius then boy. Took the claw back to the original vendor. So yeah. it worked out. It worked out. You ever play any Red Dead Redemption, brother? You can't just sell your stolen shit at an open air market. You gotta have a fence. That's right. That's what the fence is for. And the fence is gonna give you, like, you know, a percentage of what it's worth. But it's all cash, baby. But it's all cash, baby. And it's one guy. You just know the guy, and he's the guy. He's gonna buy your hot shit. But you don't really know the guy. Correct. Just the guy. Hopefully. And you're just the guy. Right. Or gal. Hopefully. 
Yeah. Well, fingers crossed in Roblox. Someone had their fingers crossed when they were typing up a flyer to teach people in Florida how to take care of their traffic citations because they got the website wrong and what they typed still makes sense. Uh, They had MiamiDadeClerk.com, but that brings you to a page that is selling Trump 2024 merchandise. Bobbleheads, get your bobbleheads here. That's right. Flags, books, pins, pens, straws. I'm going to come. Yeah, it was not the Miami-Dade County court website, as people expected. And uh, what happened was they forgot a hyphen. It's Miami-DadeClerk.com. This is why you always check your work. Yep. Measure twice, cut once. Bingo. Boom shakalaka. Oh, boy. So this next story first uh, appeared on my radar thanks to none other than NetNed. And there's an update to it, so I had to put it on the lanes. Okay. Because, oh, this made me laugh out loud when I first saw it. So there was a uh, TV news reporter turned mayor in Ohio who, you know, they were discussing having, uh, you know, permitting people to ice fish and set up shanties. And he said, well, we can't set up shanties because that will lead to prostitution. Uh Uh-oh. So, you know. I remember that. See some shanties, take off panties. Turns out the dude has quit being mayor because of the backlash he's gotten (laughs) for saying such a thing, which he now claims was just a joke. A bit of dry humor we all missed. Sure. Oh, it was funny. It made me laugh. That's like the equivalent of like... When you want to race somebody to the car and then you lose, so you say you weren't racing. I was joking, man. It was just a joke. Dry humor. And dry humor is a great way to describe something if people think it wasn't funny. Right, yeah. Like, oh, well, you're just not sophisticated enough. Just dry humor. It's very dry humor. Intellectual, you wouldn't understand. You wouldn't understand. Just like I don't understand why someone would steal 60,000 bees. What? Yeah, you heard me. Three beehives and their colonies gone. Uh, And it was this great project in Pennsylvania running it uh, for a grocery company. They got seven acres uh, dedicated to become a pollinator field. And so they were taking care of 60,000 bees. Uh, They got it up to. It all started in 2020. And... Whoever took the bees snatched them at the end of January this year. So they had the project going for two years. And, uh, you know, bee populations are going down. Uh, A lot of pollinators, what are you going, bee farmers? Bee keepers. Yes. That's what we call them. Keepers of the bee. Keepers of the bee. Uh, They've said that their populations are like 40% what they should be. So I've been hearing for years and years about the bees like... Save the bees. Totally getting crushed they're still here i want to keep some bees man i think that's the solution right it's like uh keep yes some bees. we should all keep bees get our own honey uh it helps with local allergies and such local honey is the bomb and it's delicious it's yummy yummy in my tummy like who needs sugar when you got honey it is sugar yeah bee sugar 
You don't need to buy that bleached white bullshit <laughs> from the store. Be shit over bullshit. Come on. I mean, come on. And now another story brought to me by a great bowler this week. None other than Sir Oma. Sir Oma. Uh, are you familiar with El Wingador? Not yet. Well, he is the Philly Wing Bowl champion from years, five years, 1999, 2001, 2002, 2003, and 2005. Uh, the first time he won, it was for eating 113 win- uh, wings. Ain't no thing but a chicken wing. Yeah. But his personal best was in 2011 when he ate 254 wings, but lost by a single wing to another competitor. Oh, so close. Sadly, that's not the story. El Wingador was driving his RV through Lincoln, Nebraska when he was pulled over and caught with two pounds of cocaine and 254 pounds of weed. Holy shit. My man. Yep. And, uh... No wonder he didn't call me. (laughs) He was a victim of asset forfeiture in 2012 Uh. also when he was, uh... You know, the cops took $8,000 worth of cocaine off of his person, along with $4,000 cash he had. And he, uh, he was released early from his prison sentence then, around two years. And uh, now it's, you know, probably not looking so good for him. It's fucking bullshit, man. Yeah, Nebraska is a no-weed yeah, zone. It's, it's not where you want to get busted, that's for sure. Yeah, Caillou was running the joint up there. Yeah, Governor Caillou. No, no joints allowed in that joint. Busting heads and tugging dreads up there. Yeah, and they test dog shit. This is the first time I ever heard about this. Oh, it was shit. in Nebraska. Oh my god! Certain I apartments about that. will DNA sample any dog poop they find on the ground ground to trace it to whoever's dog it is, and then fine you for it. Retarded. That is the most Nancy ass hall monitor bullshit I've ever heard of in my whole life. DNA testing the dog shit. Yeah, ain't nobody got time for Get that. Get fucking wrecked. I would, if if I was living in an apartment complex that did that, I would start shitting in the lawn myself. <laughs> uh, Find that in the database, bitch. You're the man now, dog. It's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, just like being a uh, power line worker and getting a call that you have to rescue a bird from a tree. <laughs> That's pretty ridiculous, right? Okay, yeah. Uh, well, in Vermont this past week, uh, these power line workers had to rescue a macaw from a tree. Oh, okay, all right. Some more serious, yeah. man. Serious bird here. Come on down, come on down. <laughs> yeah, its name was Kaiba, which is an anime I haven't seen, uh, but also a character from Yu-Gi-Oh, my favorite. Regardless, belonged to a woman in Massachusetts who was traveling to visit her dad, and decided to bring her macaw along because they're great buddies, I guess. Mm. Uh, he's a rescue bird who had his wings shorn, so he uh, doesn't know how to fly. And she had slowly but surely been teaching him. And they have this routine. Whenever she gets to a place, uh, she sets him down somewhere outside so that he can poop before she goes inside. I'm guessing he just rides around on her shoulder or something, all pirate style. Um but what happened here was she set him down outside to poop, as birds do, 
And another bird flew right by him, like real close, and scared him so bad, he flew 60 feet up in the air and landed in a tree, but was too scared to fly down. Ah, where have we seen this before? And it's really scary because it's winter, and uh, birds can't handle cold very well. Yeah. So, yeah, she makes Especially them. tropical birds. I know. Yeah, so far from home. So far from the rainforest. But yeah, she made some uh, emergency phone calls, and these workers were able to get him down, and he's safe and sound and recovering. And, you know, hopefully on the path to uh, learning how to fly again, as birds should. I yes. got another... I'm going to wrap things up here with another bird story. Wrapping it with birds, uh, man. I like it. A little yeah. theme action. Oh, yeah, you know it. And I'm going to post the link in the bowl, because this video is uh bizarre it's bizarre how bizarre Um, how bizarre i'll tell you how bizarre there's a huge mess of birds like a cloud of birds that were caught on security footage just smashing into the ground i mean it seriously looks like a giant wind gust just pushed down on them they all just go down like a reverse mushroom cloud and hit the ground whoa and like you know, not all of them get back up and fly away. So uh, this was in Mexico, and people had noticed a bunch of dead birds on the ground. We're like, what the hell? Found the security footage. No idea what happened. You know, they called some uh, veterinarians and uh, some possible hypotheses that have been thrown out or that they could have inhaled toxic fumes from a nearby heater, or uh, there could have been an overload from power lines. But it is... Uh, Inexplicable. It's very weird to watch. Disturbing. Spooky. Very, very, very spooky. Very spooky. I mean, this whole thing. This whole thing is very, very spooky. Spooking me. Reminds me of that scene from Signs. Where it was like, and that was in Mexico too. I'm pretty sure it was set in Mexico City. Where like the bird flew and then it like appeared to smash into nothing. And then it fell out of the sky. Oh, shit. But it's because like there was like a cloaked alien spaceship parked there in the sky oh, that it ran shit. into. It's kind of freaky. I mean, freaking me out. I can't just say that that's not what's happening here. Are you? There's a better hypothesis than toxic fumes yeah. from heaters. Oh yeah, the heater was. Uh, yeah, must have been the heater. Hey, must have been the heater. Must be the heater. We do have exciting news. That's right. A Bowls with Buds, coming up Sunday, after the No Agenda show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dave Jones is going to be on the next Bowls with Buds. You definitely don't want to miss that one. Sunday, right after No Agenda, Dave will be sitting down. We'll be talking podcasting 2.0. We'll be talking helipad. We'll be talking on-chain, off-chain, cocaine, shit-stain. How do we evangelize? How do we add music? How do we add all this different cool stuff? How how does Dave like to code? How did he get into coding? All these the topics and more will be explored on Sunday. If you have a question for Mr. Dave Jones, you can always leave your question in the form of a text or voicemail to 816-607-3663, and we will gladly pass that on to Mr. Jones when we have him here with us in the bowl. Until then, though, you know we're keeping it down. 
They may try to run us ragged, but we're still going. Still keeping it kicking. I am Sir Spencer Wolf of Kansas City. And I'm Dame DeLorean. Until next time, may your bowls burn ever brighter.